0: Seventh episode of the bonus podcast. Whoa! Seventh episode, meaning the number of completion. Wow. Which means if we don't have it together by now, it's not going to look good for us. I don't know. Anyways, my name is Brandy. i am be hosting today's podcast. And to my right is Thalia, pastor of CARE. Hi Thalia. I don't need a last name.
1: See, Thalia's I just Yeah, and no, mm-hmm. I just said brand there's you not too to... many Thalias in our church.
0: No, so we're I think okay. You know who you are. Yeah, yeah. And our guest today on our podcast is. Would you like to introduce yourself?
2: My name's Greg. <laughs> I'm on staff here at the church. I'm the director of local mission, so I work with Darcy.
3: And you do have a
1: last name.
2: My name's Greg Harris. Nice. There you go. There,
1: there you go. go. Yep. See, so you need the last name. I
2: know. It's not like Thalia no, or
0: Prince. No, no. Madonna, or Cher. Bono. That's right. Greg.
2: What's Bono's last perk. name? Smith? Bono. Something super generic? You,
0: you too. <laughs> <laughs> Bono,
2: you too. No, two. Bono, two. <laughs> thanks for having me on the bonus podcast, hey, thanks. guys.
3: Thanks for being here. Cross, be the, here. cross the line over. Cross yeah. the divide. I know.
2: I right. kind of feel like... Do you guys remember those, like, old Hanna-Barbera cartoons of, like, Jetsons and yes. yeah. uh, Flintstones? And you know how they had, like, a oh, crossover yeah. episode? Totally. I the totally feel like... be, like, in the Jetsons. I know. Yeah. Yes. I know. And then the Jetsons with, like, their spaceships yeah. and the yes. Flintstone land? Yeah. I kind of feel yes. it's like that. <laughs> This is the Northview Podcast version of a Hanna-Barbera crossover episode.
0: Yeah, totally.
2: And I'm loving it. You are. <laughs> wow. We're only a minute in. in. I know.
0: You're already loving it.
2: Also, that's I'd like to good. point out how natural Brandy went from our, like, before little banter that's not recorded into, like, introducing the episode. Boom. It was just like, okay, so I'm Brandy Bradshaw. Welcome to the bonus podcast. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. Thank you. It was you. a sight to behold. Wow.
0: You can be here all the time. <laughs> That's what you're really trying, aren't you? No, totally. You're trying to suck up to yeah. So are you are like are you done or can I introduce Crystal? Did no, you... I'm good. You're good? Yeah. Okay. You're the host. Yeah. I'm right. just the guest. No, I just wanted to make sure that you were done with your bit. <laughs> and to my left, uh, Crystal is... saves Pastor of Women here at Parthew. Pastor of Woman. I still like that title every I know. time. Pastor I like it. <laughs> yeah. every woman. Every woman. All right. Did you know, did you know, did you know? Did you know?
2: <laughs> so, in our
0: did you know section, we have, this is why we have Greg here today. Our director of local outreach has um, a lot of items for us to to inform us, basically, inform the North U populace and those listening of ways that they can get involved in local ministries, local organizations, and ways to basically proclaim the gospel through actions in our city. Yes. So... Great. Maybe tell us a little bit uh, about how Northview is involved in Abbotsford.
2: Totally. So there's two main ways that Northview is involved in the city. Uh, One is through partnering with organizations that already exist and are doing good work. So we have three big organizations we partner with in Abbotsford. They're the Salvation Army, the Cyrus Center, and Your Pregnancy Options.
3: Does that change ever, or is that three that have
2: kind of been decided for a long time? Those or? are our our uh, local mission commission is mm-hmm. involved in discerning which organizations we support, and we try to keep it to less than more so that we can have those organizations in the forefront of our minds in our prayers and in our yeah. activity. Yeah. Um, there's lots of other really great ministries in the city that people of our church are involved in, but those are the three that our commission have said. We really want to get behind and support and see them flourish.
0: Can you explain a little bit what those people who don't know what a commission is at Northview? A commission
2: is a group of people that the elders have tasked to help our church think through and lead a particular area of our church life. So we have like a women's commission Commission, and we have a global missions commission. We have uh, a local missions commission. So Care commission? Yeah. So these Fair, are the the yep. people that kind of help discern in those areas. Yeah. So, Good. yeah. And then, so that's one of the ways we support local ministries that already exist. Yep. And then another way is through some of our own kind of internal uh, programs that we run. And those ones are actually run um, mostly by Laura Weins, who's hmm. the director of community engagement. And Imran Daniel, who has been on this podcast yes, before. Yes, yes. Yeah. He was the first guest. He, he beat you. I know. That <laughs> yeah. is humbling. Um, Imran's our director of multicultural engagement, and so they run a lot of our in-house programs for for the community. So they do things like uh, breakfast programs and backpack programs, some ESL stuff on-site and in local schools, and uh, they also help oversee this thing called Village Kids, which is a ministry in partnership with Abbotsford Evangelical Free Church, and it's an after-school program. So there's lots of stuff. I mean, if you, a
3: cooking program as part of that too now, Yeah, right? yeah for so, moms and stuff, yeah. Totally. The moms yeah. can bring
2: their kids, and the kids have their own program, and the moms get cooking classes and take your cooking home type thing. So it's a it's a really cool ministry, and we're really happy to be partnering with Godson. And uh, actually not Godson, with Abbotsford Evangelical Free Church, which is in the Godson catchment area. Uh, okay. okay. So, so a lot
3: of the kids come from Godson area. Yeah, Yeah. So yeah.
2: after school, they'll walk by and... Hang out with us for a few hours, and yeah.
1: And so, which schools do we have breakfast programs at?
2: Uh, at Alexander, and uh, I think that's actually right now the main one. We also have a breakfast programs at um, Chief Dan George. I yeah. think our yeah. middle Dan school Dan has Dan's one. Right? Yeah. Yep. And yeah. do we yes. still have one at Moet? No, we did for a season.
0: We did for a season. But
2: yeah. now we're at Alexander and Chief Dan George.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: So yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I don't know if any of the listeners came to any of the prayer nights. Uh, earlier this this month, but there was a missions night, and we put up a whole bunch of the things that we're involved in in the city, and we heard a lot of feedback from people about. I had no idea Northey was involved in yeah. doing breakfast programs, yeah. or that they're giving out backpacks full of food for kids to eat on the weekend because they don't have food to eat on the weekend, and right. that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, lots There's a lot of
3: going on here, and if people just come on a weekend, they don't necessarily hear yeah. all those things, right?
2: No. Yeah. yeah, if only yeah.
0: there could be like a podcast that had. Like a section <laughs> called Did You Know yeah, that would inform not. people. Yeah. Right. That would be handy. And yeah.
2: And if people listen to it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's yes. <an> even better. <laughs> thing that we even yeah. better. <laughs> it just
0: sits there. Alright, that was a little bit of a slap in the Sorry. face, but. but <laughs> <laughs>
2: For people who have listened to an extra podcast, that's an ongoing comment is that we don't actually think anyone listens that to That anyone <laughs> listens, yeah. So yeah. we're just convinced that no one listens to any of the stuff that we put out.
0: And it oh, just oh, makes well, you very free and okay. easy. Yeah, just totally. Yeah, whatever you think. Just say whatever. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now, so so those are some of the ways that as a church we're involved, but you yourself in your position are involved in different areas in the city, right? On different commissions or things like this. You're sort yeah. of a North representative. Like, what are some of those things in your position that – you're involved in? Just give us some insight.
2: Yeah, so my position is basically three main areas. There's the the kind of teaching classes part of my job, and evangelism doing... and other stuff. I'm doing one in TLC right now. Yeah. Um, there's the helping people get connected with the ministries that we have going on, like the organizations and the other stuff that I just talked about. And the third part of my job description is to kind of be North Northuse liaison for the broader community. So I sit on a few different Citywide teams. Um, I'm Northview's representative on the Abbotsford Christian Leaders Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to some different meetings that they have where different leaders from churches will get together and discuss different topics. And if you're uh, involved in a ministry and you want Northview to be involved in it, and it has to do with anything local ish, I will be the guy that you get to talk to first. I know you're going to ask for Jeff. He's going to send. <laughs> yeah. he's going to, Jeff. He's yeah. going to send you to me, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll have a conversation and, and go from there. So I'm kind of it's a it's a fun job in that I kind of get to be a liaison and meet a lot of different people. Totally. And uh, you met the mayor. Yep. Yeah. Nice guy.
3: Did he sing a song?
2: Uh, not when we were talking to each other. Uh, <laughs> Broke out of the song. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no there it's a uh, yeah northview has a has a lot of um, influence in how things happen in the city um, in the sense not that like what we say gets done or whatever, but that people will ask what what is how does Northview think about this mm. or that and mm. um, just part of part of the role of being a bigger church mm. in a city is that smaller churches will ask the question of what is Northview or what does Central Heights, or what? What does these other mm-hmm. churches? What are you, What are they doing with this yes, topic, right? right? And so, um, so yeah, there's a little bit of. I mean, you feel a little bit of pressure that you don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. But there's also uh, a lot of freedom knowing that that people are really open to dialoguing and yeah. that kind of stuff too. So
0: if I wanted a Krispy Kreme to be built in Abbotsford, I would tell you, and then you would tell because the it's mayor, an outreach. Yes. right? Yeah, of course. Okay. It's well, healthy. you said we had influence. Well, so I just thought maybe.
2: Maybe not that much. Get stuff done. <laughs> not that like Krispy Kreme totally. influence. Not all. Yeah. We don't have Krispy
0: Kreme influence. All right. You yeah. need a bigger all title right. for that one. That's right. Yeah. So, final question for your Did You Know section is the big one that, that most people probably ask you and that ministries ask you is how then can people get involved in their community? Like, yeah. what's your, what's your go to for sending people? How to know which organizations to trust? Because some might have some not so good (laughs) mission statements or purposes or you know you got to be careful about what organization to align yourself with so what's some of your well advice
2: there i mean the first step is that the big three that i talked about earlier of your pregnancy options sire center and salvation army those are are the ones that we talk about all the time Um, those are the ones that we have a lot of confidence in we know they're going to treat you well we know what they're Mission is we know we agree with them and we're behind them. So if you're just looking for a place to get plugged in, you don't know where to start, going on their websites is a good place to do that. Just Google their names and get in contact with them. Um, But I also think that you you need to figure out what your area of passion is Hmm. because we can get in really excited bursts of service because we feel like we should and we feel like it's the right thing to do. And we kind of have this checklist in our heart about what being a Christian looks like and service is one of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so we get excited for like three weeks <laughs> about something <laughs> yeah. and we see something in the news about this need. And so we say to ourselves, oh, I really need to be involved. And so you do. But if it's not an area of passion for you, it's probably not going to be a sustainable fit for you. So the first question I would ask is, what's the area of life that you're really passionate about? Because there's going to be some sort of ministry involved in that. Yeah. Now, once you've kind of figured that out, of what area you want to be involved in, say it's with the homeless population. Okay, well now that you know that, now you can look at the different ministries available um, in that in that area of the city, and you can just kind of check out their websites and see who partners with them, mm-hmm. and what test, do they yeah. what do they think about <clears throat> things? What's their ultimate goal yeah. for their ministry? Right? There's a lot of A lot of ministries do a lot of really good stuff, but they have an ultimate goal. And there's some Christian ministries that their ultimate goal is for people to come to know Jesus. And there's other Christian ministries where it seems more like Jesus is the vehicle that they'll accomplish their goal of meeting some social need. Hmm. So there's some ministries that have Jesus as the end. And there are some ministries that have Jesus as the means. Hmm. And so for you to just kind of check out their website, read the stuff on there, um, have conversations with their leaders, have conversations with friends to hear if they've heard about these people or what their reputation is like in the city. And then, yeah, use your discernment, use the community around you to figure out if it's the right organization for you. Yeah. Um, The truth is there's so many fantastic organizations and it's not... It's not a bad idea to serve anywhere, but in terms of what's going to be a sustainable place that you're going to want to serve in long term and see that place flourish long term, yeah. it'll take a little bit of digging and yeah. asking questions. Mm-hmm.
0: And then there's the people who aren't involved in organizations, but simply knowing your neighbors and finding out that there's a need on in your cul-de-sac yeah. or on your street. Yeah. And you know, there's lots of care and compassion and service that can be done on your street and to your neighbors. I don't know if
3: you've heard of Val Bosch's story a little bit, but she has uh, just kind of felt God calling her to kind of outreach to her neighbors, and she didn't know how to do it, so she just invited all the women on the street over for coffee Mm -hmm. on Friday mornings. And so, like, every Friday morning, she has whoever wants to come in, and it's a drop-in. They can kind of ask any theological question, ask any Bible question, ask any whatever they want. And it's kind of a free Hmm. open session to chat about life and Hmm. ideas, but not just life, like, kids stuff or whatever,
0: but, like, ideas hmm. yeah what you think about god about this wrote yeah. yeah that's cool yeah it's cool. cool yeah open your house and and yeah. that's the other thing right is looking at your time commitment mm. what you have time to do and what mm-hmm. you you know because sometimes you think like with the homeless homeless uh issues in abbotsford and everything oh it's so overwhelming can't do anything don't know what i could do to help so i won't and it can become paralyzing thinking about the needs that need to be filled and mm. how you can fill them but but them uh, Northview people contacting you is is a good first step, right? Of yeah. hey, how can, can you I have a pulse for most? Of the yeah, how can and, I yeah. get connected? How can I get involved? And just using you as a resource. Yeah,
2: yeah. G Harris at Northview.org. G Harris, like I'd be happy to hear from you.
0: H A R R I S. That's right. I don't know how else he would spell Harris. I don't know why I spelled that. Oh, no, it's okay. Okay, moving no, on. Oh, it's
2: good. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty. Okay. Dirty.
0: Well, thanks for the, Did You Know. Uh, Greg's going to remain with us for the rest of the uh, bonus podcast here, and our uh, topic for today is what is a Christian. What is a Christian? Crystal, enlighten us. Why are we talking about this? This doesn't. Mm-hmm. Isn't this a no-brainer? Yeah. <laughs> isn't this a no-brainer? Well, what is surpri- a Christian?
3: Yeah, it's been surprising to us how many people don't really have a checklist in their mind of what is what a, what makes up a Christian. Like ideas that they have, lifestyle that they have. They'll kind of believe anybody that says, Well, I'm a Christian and they'll believe that and they don't really filter that or discern that. And so we've had moms come in and say, Well my kid was at the sleepover and it was a Christian family and they served them alcohol and they and she's all kind of flustered about why this family did that and what you know, how do we discern you know, and so we thought oh, it's a good thing that we need to talk about. Like we need to be discerning about people that we're involved with people that we get into relationship with. What are some of the questions we need to ask so that we kind of know is their heart actually there? Is their mind online? Because a
1: like, big problem we see is truth. that people will make big decisions yeah. based on someone's claim. Right. right. So someone will claim to be a Christian. So, for example, a women, young women, will come to me and they will say, "But he said he was a Christian and he said he would go to church with me once we got married." And they get married and none of that happens. Hmm. Or they'll say, "You know, this so and so said they were a Christian." And I hired them in my work, or I had them as a in a leader position, but their whole life didn't show it, and then they're confused. So they were operating on a claim.
3: Either confused or very hurt. Yeah, has been you know people have come and yeah I thought this guy was a Christian, but he's actually doing cocaine and he's yeah. So they date people,
1: they marry people, they hire people based on a claim, and it turns out to be false. But then they're all confused. Well, what is a Christian? Right.
2: Hmm.
1: And our kids, for example, when our kids uh, started in middle school they would come home and they'd say, well, so-and-so was a Christian because they went to youth group and they did all these things and they had these great language, but it turns out they were Mormons, hmm. which is not the same as being uh, Christian as we would explain it. And so I had to explain, Mormon is different. And we had to go walk through that because they thought, well, they said they were Christians and they said they went to youth group, which is, and they said they went to church. Well, yeah, we need to examine it a
0: bit more than that. Right. Hmm. Yes. So... What is a Christian then? What would be a Christian? Greg, what's your, from the Bible? Because we don't want to just be giving our opinions, because no, then no. it's just, we're sitting around a round table saying, well, this is kind of what I think, yeah. which is not truth at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just start our Although opinions. we're sitting around a round table. Well, we are, sorry, yes. <laughs> it is truth. truth that we are sitting around a round table, but uh, we want to base, obviously, our, our thoughts on this, on scripture and what the Bible defines as a Christ follower. What is a Christ follower?
2: Yeah, I would say that being a Christian is a state. It's not something that we, um, you don't try to be a Christian. Mm. It's not like you you do these things and then you'll, you're a Christian because you do these things. And so people who, if they ask, oh, are you a Christian? They say, well, I'm trying. Yeah, they yeah. don't get it. <laughs> or or <laughs> I go to church. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. their answer.
0: I go yeah. to church.
2: Right, they missed it. The, yeah. Yeah. A Christian is someone who has recognized that, that, they have rebelled against God because they pretend that they're God. Mm. And instead they've come to the conclusion to say, you know what? I'm actually not God and I need to follow the one who is God and that's Jesus Christ. And I need to do the things that he tells me to do and I need to be obedient to him and I need to give my life and my heart and my dreams and my fears and everything, I have to put it all out on the table and say, Jesus, you're you're boss of all of these things. Mm -hmm. So now do what you want with my life. And now from that point, God has saved them. But they're going to keep working out their salvation they're going to keep walking it out by doing the kinds of things that jesus said and there's a few passages that for me have been really uh really life-changing um the it's the same theme repeated by a lot of different writers in the new testament so you have paul and galatians saying that that christians are people who are people who As a result of their faith, in response to the gospel, they do good to everyone, Mm -hmm. but especially to the household of faith. And you have Matthew talking, Jesus talking in Matthew about separating the sheep and the goats. And they all have their claims, but the difference between the sheep and the goats is how did they respond to brothers and sisters, to other Christians in Mm -hmm. need. Mm -hmm. And you have that same theme repeated in James, right? Jesus' brother says, yeah, that's great that you say you're a Christian, but if a brother or sister in the faith comes to you Mm -hmm. and they need help, and you do nothing, then you're actually not a Christian. Yeah, Which is and interesting,
3: because so, our society would say, it doesn't really matter how you treat the people within the church, but you're really a Christian if you outreach if to you those outreach around you. Right. Yeah. If you meet the, yeah, either locally or your yes. neighbors or whatever, but you can right. just slam your own brothers and sisters. And you have yeah.
2: even that passage in John where it says, you will know they are Christians by their love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's actually that you're, you're going to know they're Christians by their love for one another. It, it's the, the full verse First. is this idea yeah. of, of uh family ties Hmm. of a of a connection to a local church community where you are seeking the flourishing of those around you and so this totally turned it on its head for me because Mm -hmm. i was the first sermon i ever preached was at a little church in abbotsford uh and they wanted me to talk about um mission stuff right about how do we reach out to the poor and so i'm looking and I'm, i'm trying to find the passage that talks about how we are defined as Christians by how we treat the poor who are not Christians. And as I'm looking through mm-hmm. the scriptures, it's just not there. Mm-hmm. Are Christians supposed to be people who do, do good to everyone? Totally. Yes. But primarily, especially to um. those who are in the household of faith. And that for me was one of those moments where I thought, man, my heart for the local church needs to be checked. Mm-hmm. So I would say that people are Christian, They're in the state of Christianity if they've repented of sin and believe the gospel, and they have a love for the local church and want to see it flourish. Uh, If one of those things aren't there, I would have a hard time saying in confidence that this person is a Christian.
1: I think I would add to that, too, that I would say that someone is a Christian if they... Um, if it says, like in John, in First John, if you love, you love me, you obey my commands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So people are Christians if they obey God's commands. And how do we know his commands? Because we know God's word. And I will have people yep. come to me in my office and they'll have a really awful situation. And I will say, Do you know what the Bible says about that? And they won't know. What the Bible says about that? Because they don't read their Bible, and they won't know where to find that issue. Hmm. So when we read that issue, but they don't even know what's in there. They no, they no don't know the concept
3: that the Bible would talk to them. Hmm. No, about. right?
1: Yeah. And so when we read it together, they'll say, "Oh, that's very clear, but I don't know if I want to follow that."
3: So it well, matter, if you don't yeah.
1: want to follow that, then can you really claim to be a
3: Christian? Right. Right. And sometimes that's a process. It's of a process. Out through, yeah. yeah. Right. But, yeah, but are you willing to let the Word of God be your authority and convict you and influence the way yeah. you live? And, yeah, and but
1: God is God. Yeah. And so we need to be following Him. We need to be submissive to Him, which means being submissive to His Word, even yep. if we don't necessarily like it for a time. Right, yeah. and,
2: and Jesus sums up the whole law, right, as, as loving God and loving one another. Yeah. Yep. And so our mindset, when we're thinking, Christian people have the mindset of, is what I'm doing bringing glory to God? Yeah. And is what I'm doing helping other people flourish? Yeah. Right? Love is not just this uh, emotional idea of I have affection for this person. Love is this committed desire to see someone improve and flourish and mm-hmm. go towards yeah. health and healing and peace.
0: And super important mm-hmm. to yeah. clarify in this day and age that even when you say, love God and love others love God as he is revealed in his word Mm. love others as as this is is. exactly because like it's just so like so many people that's a common catchphrase now well they love God and they love others so they're a Christian Mm. okay this is where it's like that authority of scripture over your life is so key to defining Mm. really what it means to be a Christ follower and that's Christian Christ follower follower of Christ I follow his Mm. way his ways that are outlined in his revealed word. Yeah. So yeah. important, mm. so key to clarify those things. Totally. But the, the, which leads me probably to my next question, uh, Crystal, I'll throw it to you about, so what if someone is saying I'm a Christian? Oh yeah, and their answer is, well, yeah, I, well, I go to church. So that's like, how do you sort of dig to kind of get these uh, these questions from people of really determining mm. or discerning how someone or if someone is actually a Christian or not? Yeah, that's tricky. I mean, I'll open it's it tricky. to everyone, yeah. really. Like, well, we get,
1: things, yeah. we get the checklist. We'll get people who will come to us and say, I'm a Christian. Literally, I've had this. I'm a Christian because I went to MEI, yeah. and I went to Bible college,
3: and I go to church now right. and then. And I listen to Christian music, and I read some yeah. Christian books. It's almost like a Christian it's, yeah. it's yeah. like a job, like a Christian job interview, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. here's my
0: Christian resume. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but you
1: can see, after a while, it hasn't impacted their heart. Hmm. Yeah. It hasn't changed the way they live their life. They haven't repented and believed. They are doing their own way of life, which is against what God has in His Word.
2: Hmm. And I think one of the one of the key evidences, I think, of a Christian is uh, legitimate sorrow over their own sin yeah. Yeah. against Huge. God and against yes. others. Yeah. It's yep. this. It's it's this posture of not defensiveness, but of submissiveness, mm-hmm. yeah. and of saying, "God, I know that all the time." I don't obey your word, and and I I try to, but I mess up all the time, and I treat other people like they're there for my benefit. And uh, will you help me stop doing this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will you give me a heart that is changed so I can worship you like I should and help mm-hmm. other people like I should? So it's not, it's a fine line, right? Because
3: yeah, you don't want to say someone has to have the perfect life that no. looks no. awesome from the outside. Yeah, it has to be driven from the inside. Um, and the kind of evidence of God's sanctifying work of slowly kind of chipping off the bad parts of your life and yeah. and growing your good things, uh, mm-hmm. growing you into the image of Christ, right? Seeing yeah. that over time. Yeah. So it's not going. Like you can actually... Identify necessarily in a snapshot, even yeah. of, of meeting someone one time, right? Yes. You see someone's growth over time, right. and you say, "Wow, yeah, God is doing."
1: Yes. And going work back to life. what, yeah. sorry, going back to what Greg had said earlier about sometimes uh, when we love God and we love others, part of loving others is actually even speaking the truth of what God has in His Word to them, and being willing to accept when others tell us the truth of God's Word Is right. sometimes mm. we are wrong, and sometimes the other person is wrong according to God's Word. Hmm. loving yeah. others doesn't mean just accepting everything oh, totally. that the other no. person does Right. Yeah. I know you know that but yeah. we want to yeah. clarify that for yeah. our listeners that you know, we need to be always open to making sure that we are in alignment with what God has in his word and yeah. be willing to accept that
0: yeah and then those, having those difficult relationships, though, with people who do think of relatives or loved ones and say, mm. well, but they've prayed a prayer one time, so, like, I don't have any concern about them. Like, yeah. they prayed a prayer, and so they're wearing their Sunday school cross, yeah. and they're, they're good. Christians. They're good. They're sort of a... It's a belief of they got their ticket out of hell, and so yeah. now they're good. There's no other, you know, mm. things on their life that demand that they be a Christian. They're a Christian because they prayed a prayer once. I mean... Mm. How do you, you know, sort of wrapping up this discussion? Like, how do you engage in conversation with people like that that are attached on a heart level of wanting so badly? Yeah, for and their I mean that's ones. the thing. You want to be sensitive, right? Like, yeah, I love people like that, I and mean, you you want to
3: yeah be encouraging and caring for them because you know they're in a lot of pain for people but the way the bible talks about salvation is it's like salvation at the end of time right um is your final salvation so as we're on this earth we are saved when we kind of come to this point Mm. when god calls us to himself and we come to this point of repentance Mm -hmm. uh, he saves us but he continues to save us throughout our life and when we die or when he comes again we'll be eternally saved because there'll be no more danger of Mm -hmm. anything Mm. uh, coming against us right so Salvation is really that process of following it through all the way to the end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, finishing the race, yeah. right? Everything within the Bible, and Jeff's talked about this lots of times, it's Yes, yeah. finishing the race, actually harvesting the crop, actually, not just yeah. planting the crop. Yeah. So, so
1: you're talking about a continual process of repenting yeah. and coming before yeah. God in submission and yes. understanding his word and Continuous. teaching that yes. to others and discipling yeah. others and being discipled yeah. ourselves in this
0: constant yeah. motion. Yeah. Which is what Greg said, right? Called it, I think it was good called it a state it's a state yeah. of being meaning that it's something that's a constant right in your life
2: well and also just the idea that we we want to recognize at one on one hand that god is the just judge and he's going to do what's right okay. so ultimately we we believe that the scripture reveals things and we hold them to be true and we submit our, our lives to them but we also recognize that god is the one who sees the hearts and god is yes. the one who's the, the final judge yeah, yeah. and yeah. so it's not ultimately our place to pronounce that judgment over someone's life because we don't have that perspective God has. But at the same time, we have scripture scripture and we've been called to be actively disciple making everyone around us at every point in the journey. And so that means that the people around us, we need to be constantly encouraging them to follow in the way of Jesus, follow him, love him, serve him, submit your life to him. And so we do that knowing that God is the just judge and he's gonna do what's right, but knowing that he's called us to make disciples of everyone around us, yeah, yeah. if they appear Christian or not. Yeah. And we we encourage yep. them to submit their lives to, to the word and to mm-hmm. Christ.
0: Yep. So constantly preaching. So just because someone's prayed a prayer once, you continue to disciple those people yeah, around you. Right. right. Not and just pray for them. Oh good they yeah. got their check mark. They're yeah. in. Okay, on to the next one. <laughs> well I think this is one of the right? really
2: helpful distinctive or yeah. um, things that we can say about like when we think of evangelism in our mind is we we have this perception that evangelism evangelism is this big task that we do to non-christians and we give it a go and then once they're in we we pass them on to a community group but evangelism is really simply just talking about the gospel with people and the scripture tells us that the gospel is not just our ticket in it's what grows us and Mm -hmm. so we should always be having gospel conversations with everyone around us we should be constantly talking about the gospel with people in our midst so in that sense we should always be evangelizing people, even if they aren't Christians and even if they are Christians. Mm-hmm. And so that's how he, we're going to grow in our faith with Christ. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. and you're encouraging them to continue the race and stuff
0: by doing that, totally. too, right? Yeah, Totally. Yeah. yeah, And those are the practical solutions to, you know, bringing up this discussion and talking about why it's important to define what a Christian is. And then, okay, so if you're listening and realizing, oh, I'm, I might know someone who says they're a Christian, but... By those standards, mm. by the biblical standards that doesn't they're not grieving over sin or they're not doesn't have a play in their lifestyle. Um, that gives them great practical steps for how to, Continue to disciple. Mm. Like, yeah. well, be in their life. Like, you know, don't just walk up and be That's like, good I heard this and- podcast. Yes. You are not a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> is probably not a good not. approach there. But, you know, like you said, Val Bosch, like having coffee, inviting mm. people over, you yeah. know. Yeah. Invite these people over for coffee. Engage in gospel conversations with those people. Mm. Um, open the Bible. Read it with them. Talk about... Mm repentance submission salvation and model it like in your own story it, right yeah. as you talk to them yeah, yeah. you know just yeah.
3: talking about yourself i realized i was messing up on this and i needed to repent and yeah, yeah. kind of yeah an yeah. example yeah well yeah. i feel
2: like especially in a, in a culture like abbotsford oh, yeah. it's it's going to be people who say yeah i'm a christian but they have no evidence in their lives that they're connected to a local body of, of other christians they, it's not a priority. They yeah. actually just down talk the church. They think the church yeah. is basically a joke. Yeah, right. and so,
3: it's a vertical kind of just me and God. So, right. right? Yeah. 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 So they it's think individual. it's they think yeah. it's totally yeah.
2: cool to love Jesus and then bash his bride. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they think that there's going to be no issues between them and God right. if they yeah. keep trampling over over the bride whom he saved. Yeah. yeah. And so in the Abbotsford culture, it's going to mean us having it's going to look like us having conversations with people who say, "No, I like I love Jesus. I just think the church is a joke." Yeah. And when we have the guts then at that point to say, I have questions then if you actually love Jesus. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because if you if you have a disdain for the local church, the body whom he saved. Yeah. His bride. I don't yeah. actually think you love the groom. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. Well even yeah, and the idea of the father son too. Like I would think if I bashed Thalia's kids and said I loved her at the same time, like yeah. it doesn't it work. Just doesn't, no. No, it just doesn't know doesn't correlate at yeah, all. No. Like you can't, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. Which yeah. is one of the reasons we actually yeah.
1: pray for other churches in our services. Yeah. Right. Because we are trying to model the fact that mm. we are Supporting Family. the churches in Abbotsford, that we love them and care for them. We're trying to support them through prayer.
0: Yep, yep,
1: yeah, in other ways,
0: like mm-hmm. you said, with yeah, stuff you've been involved Yeah, yeah. Well, good discussion. Ooh, we could keep going yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for a long time. Um, but uh, yeah, one thing we always do is pray for our listeners. So this is a good, uh, definitely a good topic to pray for. Obviously, yeah. mm-hmm. those who may be listening and thinking maybe realizing the holy spirit revealing maybe they need to repent maybe they're not following christ and need to repent and uh, believe um also those who do have those difficult conversations with before them with family members or friends or um i think yeah, just to asking clarifying questions yeah and, and
3: that god's the one that's going to open their eyes yep. so spend time in prayer yeah because right? you even though yeah you might have all the best arguments in the world but if the God of this sun, if this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers, yeah. like it says in Second Corinthians, it's only God that can break through that. Too. Yeah. So we need yeah. to just pray, mm-hmm. I think, and for re- people. And right? remember that
0: their eternal yeah. destiny is that important yeah. to have mm-hmm. those conversations. Don't put it off. Yeah. So Greg, can you pray for our listeners? Yeah, for sure. But not too long because it's a podcast. So. Right. No, Totally. <laughs> For the two listeners but like, that are listening. But make it really good. <laughs> so like... So short, but good.
2: Short and okay. concise and deep. We do not
0: judge each other's prayers. I'm, I'm just kidding. It. I, love that. I love that. We're joking. Yes, we do. joking. Crystal, Crystal's clarifying.
2: <laughs> yeah. I know. Okay, no, it's good. I was just joking. Okay. Okay, let's pray. Yeah. Father, I'm I'm thankful for uh, this day because it's a day that you've given to us that we can think and breathe and, and live, mm-hmm. which means that you you want us to get to know you better and you want us to serve each other better. So, Father, we ask that um, you would uh, forgive us of all the things that we do in our lives that put ourselves up as the ultimate source of authority and and of power. And we pretend that we're gods and we, we live like that. But we want to recognize that you are the one true God, that we submit our lives to you and that we can do this because your son, Jesus Christ, died for our sins and rose from the grave and reigns now, and is Lord over all. And so God, we live our lives for you and because of you. God, would you give us wisdom as we have conversations with people about you and uh, encourage people to continue the race, to to get back on the bike, to keep going, Mm -hmm. to not give up, to put everything in their lives under your Mm -hmm. authority Mm -hmm. and God, we need your help in this because we are prone to wander Mm -hmm. and we are prone to desert your word. Mm -hmm. And so God, would you uh, fill us with your spirit so that we could be good, uh, faithful disciples of Jesus and help make him known in this city and uh, bring your word to a city that desperately needs to hear it and uh, preach the good news that uh, because of Jesus Christ, we can have a hope and a future and a perfect relationship with you. And so, God, it's to that day when you'll come back and take us home that we look forward to. And uh, yeah, we just await, and we can't, we can't wait for that moment. Hmm. So, God, we we love you. We pray this in Christ's name and by your Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. Okay, in my opinion, is
2: can I say that I like that you do the banter after?
0: Oh, yeah, please we do say that. Oh, too. We're all about receiving good feedback, so <laughs> yes, you may say be, that. Me yeah. too, I'm trying to be brought back. <laughs> we, we like I, you.
2: I get to talk in this one. Yeah. When you sit around a table with John Pazook and Jeff Bucknam. Yeah. It's like yeah. you have to be starting your sentence as they are speaking, or you will not get you in. Won't get it. Yeah. So.
0: We like to be open
2: here. And I feel like I can say those things, because I'm not convinced that they listen to the podcast. No, probably <laughs> this not. This one, no, no, or no, ours. No, no. Or, or yours. You yeah. To their own no, no. no, no yeah. So I feel like yeah. this is a safe place. It's you're a just, very safe <laughs> place. It's us four yeah. and yeah. 10 yeah, other people yeah. listening.
0: Okay, so I have a rant. Um, yeah, I mean, I have an opinion. <laughs> in my opinion. In my opinion. In my opinion. There is something that needs to be brought to the public's attention, and it is a word that has been created by the uh, youth of our city, and I don't know if it's beyond our city. It probably is. It is something called the, the promposal.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes, I heard this yesterday for the first time. Yes,
0: if, if some of you are Facebook followers of mine, I, I did a bit of a rant on it last night on Facebook. I like
2: how you you kind of promoted your Facebook page there a little bit.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, if you're a Facebook hey, friend of mine. Hey, if you're a
0: Facebook friend of mine. If you
2: follow me, yeah. Well, I do, at Brandy I, do, Bradshaw. I do have a
0: lot of Northview Facebook people. What can I say? Come on. All right. All right. All right. I've been here for like 10 years. Come on. I've got like. Sorry, keep going. Okay, All right. You Thank you. Uh, promposal. It is what it sounds like. A horrible term that describes the event of proposing that someone goes to prom with you. You literally are, and these are like elaborate things. We're talking like guys spending tons of money filling a girl's car with balloons and swans and doves and (laughs) fireworks and arranging a photographer for the actual moment that she says yes. And Uh Like seriously, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It sounds bigger than an engagement proposal. No, it is. Some of them are. You know what
2: I want memories of? that girl that said yes to go the prom with me that i never actually hung out with after high school yeah
0: exactly yeah. and maybe even in, in high school i want to have that, that etched in yeah. history yeah. <laughs> yeah. forever well I, I, this is my theory like that this is a major problem of like basically this is a pinterest affected problem this Ooh. is a disney affected problem like uh, a high school mm-hmm. musical yeah. thing like oh, these man. elaborate things for such mediocre events. Like, I'm sorry. And <laughs> this is the thing. High schoolers, I get it. Because obviously they're my people. So I understand that you think prom is like the highlight, pinnacle of your life. It's not.
2: Until you start college.
0: It's not. And the thing is, is here's my message to parents too. Don't support this. Okay? <laughs> no. Don't support this. This is not a thing. We need to stop it. We need to stop it in its tracks. Crystal it has a graduate rid- this year, so ridiculous. it's perfect. It is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Do not let Clayton propose. <laughs> I, I, just even saying the word makes me want to throw up. It's so bad. And on the tail end of this, in my opinion, is also just the ridiculous grad things that go on. I've been, so, so like I said, 10 years now. It's like there are 17 different grad events that schools are putting on now. Like You need, you need like $2,000 to graduate high school. Like and that's great. probably a low fee. I'm that's a low, like I seriously, because, because you need a dress the for the and cruise, it. and you need an outfit for this, and you Never need mind. to get your hair done for this. this. Yeah, and then all the girls have to come over, and then and I hear even mom supporting this. Like, oh, and I bought all these gifts for my daughter and her friends, and I was like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> my mom sewed my grad dress. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. horrible. No, it was awesome. It was good. It was good. But like seriously. Seriously parents, yeah. you're you, you got to get involved. You got to interfere because this is going to be bad for your kids.
2: Because if, if you don't, your kids will look back when they're 25 and 30 and say, "Where were you?" Yeah. In my life when this happened. When this happened. When, yeah. Why did you let me do this? Yeah.
0: And to the girls and everything that are out there that are inevitably like, oh, you're just old and you hate, like, us having fun because you're old. No, 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 no. Here's here's, here's Here's the serious part of this is that it's more important that the guy or the person, it's more important what they say, their words, that they're turning around and saying this. I say this even with actual proposals. Like, you have to say the words. The words are important. They're like, hey, I really like you. I think you're pretty. Would you like to go to prom with me? That should be of more value than a bunch of balloons spelling out prom? Question mark? <laughs> what, like What is that? What is that? That's all that happens. Like, oh, there's this big billboard. It says prom? Question mark. And then you stand there like, mm? <laughs> That, sorry. It's, like, it's sorry. like the visual
3: texting. Like, they don't oh. talk to each other. They just text. Yeah. Right? So this is like the. the texting of the prom this is the texting of in the prom my, yeah. Oh, yeah totally like oh I got all picture. my
0: friends to write prom with a question mark and hold up their shirts in gym class Great. uh what what is happening so promposal talk to your kids about it and destroy, if of, it. And if, destroy and, it destroy it that
2: one with the writing on them could go bad because it said it could have said like morp yeah what if <laughs> they did year. really yeah, all the
3: guys came on the state on the no. skated on with a sign that one of the guys in this group but they went in backwards and it was more Morp. it was morph yeah. oh
2: that's
0: my awesome. gosh
3: morph that's hilarious
0: yeah. question mark uh, go away
2: yeah if they good. can't get the brom right
0: yeah that's a problem
2: that's here's the problem. next problem <laughs> yeah wait right? for the
0: problem alright well